Yeah, ahlo sahla fikum, or hello, and welcome to the Bedouin's Coffee Corner, where we discuss initiatives, progressive movements, and change makers in the Middle East. In today's episode, we sit down with Zain Al-Kilani, who's a stylist and has worked with Vogue Arabia, Mary Claire Arabia, GQ, just to name a few, to talk about what it's like to be a stylist in the Middle East, specifically in Saudi Arabia, and how this industry is flourishing. Don't miss out. I'm sure you want to listen to it. Zaina, ya ahla wa sahla fiki ala the Bedouin's Coffee Corner. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? We're so excited to have you today. Wallah, me too. Super, super excited. I'm so honored that this is your first podcast. First podcast ever. <laughs> Let's That's see how so it goes. Cool. <laughs> I'm sure you'll do great. <laughs> I hope so. Zena, for those who don't know you, can you briefly introduce yourself? So basically, my name is Zena Kilani. I'm a fashion stylist. Currently, I work as a freelancer. Um, I work in editorials, magazines, maybe like a bit of campaigns. Um, I was born and raised in Saudi. And I started my career there. And so far, I'm still based there, loving it. Um, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but yeah. That's so cool. So that's one thing we have in common. I was raised here. I wasn't born here, though. Oh, really? Where? Yes, in Khobar. Ah, Ana Jeddah. Nice. So, Zena, yeah. you said you're a stylist. How did you start as a stylist? How did I start? Yes. Okay, so first I graduated school barely graduated school. I was very bad academically. Um, I went to university outside Saudi for two years. Didn't do well. Came back to Saudi. Barely did well. Went into graphic design. Like I barely passed all my courses. Didn't know what I want. I always knew I loved fashion, but I didn't know how am I going to start? What is fashion? There's a thousand, thousand things I can do in fashion, but I didn't know there was something called styling and all that. And then in my last year, I was in Dar al-Hikmah in Jeddah. I took a course called uh, commercial photography. And uh, shout out to Ms. Zainab Odunsi. Um, it's because of her, basically, I started my career. This course, you had to create a, an Instagram account and pick a niche. And do your photography about this niche you chose. So obviously, I picked fashion. Started my first project, realized that I hated the photography part, but I loved the styling part. So I started help, letting people help me do the photography and I take all the styling. And my Instagram started getting a lot of likes. It was the first time in my life I got an A in a course, literally the first time. Um, yeah, so and after I graduated, I continued my Instagram doing my own projects just to create a, just to create a portfolio. Uh, collaborating with other creatives in Saudi, like photographers, makeup artists, hairstylists, models. Everyone everyone was a startup. Yani. Everyone wanted to create their portfolio. We were doing everything for free, just for the love of it. Yani. Um, and then I started getting jobs through DMs. That's literally how I started. <laughs> that's so interesting. I feel like that's not like necessarily like the most popular career path in the Middle East. But it's really cool how you were able to find like your passion and turn that into a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not popular. It's not popular, but it's 
it's starting to become popular in the Middle East, actually, especially in Saudi. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of girls my age that are starting uh, to to get into fashion more. They're loving styling or designing, which is amazing because I entered the field in the right time where all the Saudi creatives and not even Saudi, uh, Middle Eastern creatives, the millennials are booming. They're just starting and they're booming. So I had the opportunity to work with a lot of new brands that I know are going to become amazing and international in the future. That's so great. So on that point, um, how has the industry changed in the Middle East from when you first started to now? Like what is the the major changes that you see when it comes to being a stylist in the Middle East and also like specifically Saudi Arabia since you're Saudi based? Um, honestly, I don't know how it changed because I'm I'm super fresh in the field. I've been working for, yani, not even two years. Um, but since I started, I heard a lot that um, stylists stylists weren't that out there, especially like magazines. They didn't uh, they didn't have their photo shoots in Saudi, so they did not need stylists in Saudi. They used to go to Dubai or travel abroad for styling. Now, everyone wants to do photo shoots in Saudi. So that's, alhamdulillah, that's how we're, how we're getting jobs right now. It's because everyone in Saudi is creating. The creative industry is crazy there. So um, I, I also think it changed that people used to want to hire people with a lot of um, experience. And usually people with a lot of experience are much older. They've been working for 20, 30 years in the industry. Now companies want fresh minds, young people, new ideas. So that gave me the opportunity for people to hire me more. It's because I'm considered one of the younger people in, in this field. Maybe, yeah. That's so cool. So what have been, so you said you've been doing this for about two years now. What have been some yeah, of the obstacles? Another thing is that um, yeah, um, um, the Saudi culture is is like portraying itself in a very modern way. So it's a fun take on Saudi heritage and like it's it's very fun now styling uh, Saudi actresses and Saudi models. Like we, we didn't see them before and now they're out there and they're doing amazing. Yeah, so that's an, and that's a drastic change. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So you said previously that you've been doing this for now two years. What have been some of the obstacles along the way as a stylist in the Middle East that you've faced? The obstacles. First thing, I, I used to take everything personal. I used to, like, you'll meet a lot of people, yeah? You'll meet nice people, people who are, like, so different. Sometimes you clash with some people. And I used to take everything personal. Now I learned that Nothing's personal. I'll just do my job. If I don't like it, I'll find a way to like it. If I couldn't, I'll just let it go and leave. Um, another obstacle is that not everyone pays enough because everyone because it's new in Saudi. So everyone wants to collaborate. Everyone wants to use your your talent, but for free, which is nice at the beginning when you when you get the opportunity. But then it's like okay, and then when am I gonna start making a living? You know. Um, another thing, it's, it's not easy to find looks in Saudi since we don't have sample closets. It's always has to be shipped from Dubai, which takes a long time and it's a bit of a hassle. So I'm hoping in the future, 
Saudi creates uh, some sample closets and brands start getting a sample sample items. Basically, these are the only obstacles for now because I'm still new. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what else. <laughs> no, but I think that's, you know, fair enough. I, I really like how you said that people sort of like capitalize on your talent. And then you're like, when do I get paid? I feel like a lot of creatives that are new in the field probably feel that way. Um, a lot. Yeah. yeah. Not only stylists, photographers, makeup artists, even models. And, mm. and, I, and you know, like when we go to a photo shoot, we all complete each other. I can't go alone without the, the, the hairstylist. The hairstylist can't without the makeup artist. We can't without the photographer, the model. So we're like a big puzzle. And we all have to get paid because it's, our job is not easy as glamorous as it looks mm-hmm. and as fun as it looks. It's, it's the opposite of glamorous for us behind the scenes. It's actually the total opposite. It's very tiring. It takes physical energy, mental, everything. So I think like getting paid is also a kind of motivation for us. So you've worked on a couple of projects, as we can see on your website and your Instagram with Vogue Arabia, Al Arabia and GQ. What's one of your, your favorite yeah. projects that you've worked on? And why was it your favorite? My favorite project is my first project, which was my first project with a magazine, which was uh, the cover of uh, Al magazine. Um, I, I shot it in uh, Riyadh and it was literally my first project shout out to Hatim Lagil he trusted me I had zero zero experience with working with with uh, magazines he's like Zena you can do this it was the March issue I remember March issue 2021 um he's like I have a project for you and I had to style 11 people two looks each for the first time in my life and we used to have we had the Fendi collaborating with us so it was so pressuring. I was so scared. I remember breaking down and crying like twice during the week of the preparation. But after this project, because it was a huge one, and alhamdulillah, the cover was a complete success. Um, I, I felt like I can do anything after that. After styling 11 people in a desert, you can do, and not just any people, I was styling 11 creatives, opinionated creatives that know their aesthetic and know their style. They're not just models standing there. They're actual characters, you know, and I had to portray that. It was great working with all of them. It was hard. I was so scared. But honestly, I loved how they all trusted me and they all made me feel super professional. And after that, I felt like I could take on the world. I'm ready. That's amazing that you felt that way. And it's amazing. Congratulations on that being your first. I mean, that's such a significant milestone for you um, in your career in the field. That's really incredible. I, I saw the covers and it's really, it was gorgeously done. Um, that's actually how I Thank found you. you is I saw that. I remember I saw that almost everywhere because everyone was posting it. And I was like, gosh, I wonder who the stylist is behind this because this is great. Um, and then I kind of yeah. forgot about it for a little bit. And then I was going back through some like Instagram posts and then I found it again. And I was like, wait, why didn't I not look for the stylist? And then I found you and I was like, wow. <laughs> so uh, amazing. So amazing. That's amazing. Yes. I'm so glad. That's so nice. You chose, you found this, this cover and that's the cover. That's my favorite. Yeah. What are the odds? <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, it's really, it's amazing. I think you really portrayed everybody so well. And like the way that you dressed them, they, they were so cohesive yet. So 
um, you know, like the, each person stood out, even though it like together, they came together so cohesively and nicely. Um, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Uh, it's motiv- it inspires me. And I still have this this magazine. I It's hung in my room and I look at it every day and I love it. I love it. And I love Hatem Lagil for it. And I love everyone that I shot in this photo shoot. And I'm still friends with them, all of them. Props to you, Zena. Honestly, that's incredible. Thank you. Thank so, you. what would be your advice for someone who wants to become a stylist in the Middle East or in Saudi Arabia, more specifically? First of all, I think um, if there's a lot of types of styling, if you want to say, or genres, I think um, a person who wants to start styling should try them all. Because you never know what you like. Like, try everything. Try the editorial, try the commercial, try celebrity styling, personal styling, and then pick your niche. Because they're all so different. And you you never know what you might find yourself in. Like, which, which is the best fit for you. And, of course, I repeat again, don't take anything personal. That's number one. Um... And most importantly, use and abuse everyone around you, friends, family, like, like get your mom, dress her up, get your sister, let her take photos, borrow clothes from all your friends, any tiny person, you know, like with the tiny connection to fashion, use it. Don't, don't be shy to ask for help because people are there for each other. I wouldn't have started my career if it wasn't for other people and I know that I helped a lot of people start start their own. Whether she was a makeup artist, I suggest her. She graduated from uni. Yani people are for each other. So so don't be shy. Don't let your ego take over. Just ask ask for help and use and abuse the people around you. People who love you, obviously. People who are who don't mind being abused by you. <laughs> I love that how you said like people people are for people because I feel like a lot of times in nowadays you feel like people are becoming incredibly selfish or um, like people have egos, et cetera. So it's so nice to see that, you know, you show a side of the fashion industry that's really down to earth. Of course, there's these kinds of people are everywhere in any field. People who want to help you, people who don't. But yani, alhamdulillah, in my field, I did not meet a lot of people that don't want to help. We we're competitive, yes, but our competition is very healthy. And I, I and I I'm honestly saying that you can ask anyone in this industry in Saudi. Our competition, uh, I'm talking about people my age, our generation. I don't know about the people before me, but our generation, we're very friendly. I whenever I'm stuck on something, I call other stylists and I ask them for help. Other stylists call me and borrow some looks from me. We we ask each other for help because no matter what you do. No stylist is going to do the same job as the other because it's all based on taste. It's not mm-hmm. an equation. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, so if if you hire my competitor the next day, we're going to give you two different outcomes. No need no need for jealousy. No need for anything. Yani, just ask for help, honestly. I love that. That's so amazing. Um, Zena, that leaves us with our last question. What's your number one style tip that's like your go-to when anyone asks you for fashion advice? For fashion advice, my number one style tip is, I think you have to know your body very well. 
and it's okay. It takes time to know your body and what suits you, and you have to know your colors. I I understand colors are beautiful. All colors are beautiful, but not you cannot wear all colors all the time. Each person has colors and a specific fit that works for them best. That doesn't mean you have to be repetitive, but it's it's bet it's better to have like if you want to call it like a perfect silhouette for you and a perfect color palette for you. Take your time to find your yourself in your outfits. Don't don't rush. You're gonna go through phases. You're gonna look at old pictures and go like, oh my god, what I was, what what was I wearing? But it's fine. خلاص, just embrace every phase you go through. Eventually, you will find your if you're looking for it. You will find your own personal style eventually. And just be authentic, super super authentic. You have to be comfortable. It's it's not okay not to breathe in your outfits. It's not okay not to feel comfortable. No, it's not okay not to feel confident. And it's not okay to live on trends. Like trends are nothing. It's it's nice. You can buy like a trend or two, but but be authentic to yourself. I think that's my my number one goal. Um, and just know that Instagram is not realistic. People who have like this white aesthetic on Instagram or this like a specific aesthetic. This is only for Instagram. It's so easy to plan feeds, but it's not realistic for your own wardrobe. So. Take it easy. Don't stress. Enjoy it. Have fun in your closet. Once you understand your body and colors, it's it's much easier from there. I love that. I feel like it's so true to like know your body and your colors because uh, truly that makes the world of a difference when like things actually fit properly versus like when they don't. Right? Like it can make or break a look. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Even if it fits, sometimes like I the, the jeans fit me, but they don't complement me. Exactly. You know, so once you find the right fit, خلاص, you know, you'll go to the shop, you go like, I I don't like these pants. These pants fit me better. These mm-hmm. don't fit me. These, not any, a lot of things, the the shopping world is huge. If you want to buy every single thing you you feel like it looks pretty, first of all, you're going to be broke. Second of all, your, your looks are going to be all over the place. Mm-hmm. So just stick to what suits you. Um... Use your clothes a lot. Wear them and rewear them and rewear them in different styles. And once you have a color palette, it's so easy to mix and match your things in the closet. It's much easier than buying an orange shirt and a red, I don't know what, and a girly dress and an edgy pair of pants. You you can't mix them together. You'll you'll be stuck. Once you have like an aesthetic, like a realistic aesthetic, authentic to yourself, going to be so easy for you to repeat and repeat repeat your clothes and especially now since like we're always anti-fast fashion and we want people to be paid fairly so we buy good quality but not a lot of quantity I love that I need to like write that down you should make like a hoodie you know like as merch and be like we buy good quality quantity. that's amazing let's sell it after this podcast guys go to our bio find our hoodies (laughs) no that's really so great I love that piece of advice just investing in key pieces you know and um, mixing and matching those how 100 percent yeah yeah Yeah. invest in your basics so that's it you're you're good to go just buy just buy like a pop-up like Uh, an edgy pair of shoes it's fine like cool earrings accessories you can change your outfits with um as uh, virgil uh, the uh, allah yirhamu virgil he used to say 
only change 2% of something and it can be changed drastically. Mm. So just change 2% of your outfit and you can have another outfit, a complete other look. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's that's good yeah. advice. Okay, Zena, I think those are all the questions I have for you now. However, next time you're back in Saudi, let me know. We should definitely catch up. Maybe do for some shopping. Sure. <laughs> for sure. I would love to. Anyway, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I really enjoyed having you here today. You're welcome. Thank you. And I'm sure everyone really enjoyed listening to you as well. I really hope so. <laughs>